For the first time ever, I am thrilled to say we have an official sponsor for the Dirk Talk podcast, and that's Ariat. I've worn Ariat boots on every job site I've visited over the years, traveling in them across five continents. More importantly, I have yet to find a single project where working folks, unlike me, are not wearing Ariat boots and workwear in every condition imaginable. And there's really good reason for that. And that's because it's phenomenal stuff. And the more I've learned about Ariat and the company, the more I've loved their brand. So with this, Ariat is offering any Dirt Talk listener 10% off their next Ariat order at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk. That's 10% off boots, jeans, and workwear at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk or at the link in this episode's description. With that, let's get to the show. I don't, I don't want to be so uh, arrogant to say that everything's coming up build with, uh-huh. but I will say that there are a lot of positive things happening yeah. with our crew, which is cool. Well, we're spending a lot of money, so I'm yeah. I'm glad we're <laughs> getting I'm glad something we're out of seeing it. a return on investment. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's expensive to do good stuff sometimes. Yeah, I'm I'm okay, good. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're seeing something. We should on these podcasts too um promote the Build It app for people to listen to the pod, listen and watch the podcast. Because yeah. you can do all that on the Build It app now, right? We can. Yeah, let's um I think we could just like Say it at the end. We can kind of build it into. Or we can say it right now. We can do that too. But but so many people, so many people, have never listened to a podcast before. So they ask, "How do I listen to the podcast?" Oh, just download the Build It app. Boom, there you go. Ding you dong, don't even ding need ding a ding podcast ding app. Ding you don't even need don't. Spotify. We can't get canceled on our own app. True. We're in business, man. We're in business, man. A lot of people. A lot of people have been doing that. I think we're ahead of the curve. Andy Fursell has been talking about that for a while. I've been deep, putting all his content, forming themselves. Yeah, all his content in one place on an app, and he doesn't have it yet. But we have a BuildWit app. Do we Boom. ever? Yeah, I mean, there's positives and negatives to. Well, you st- yeah, you still moving need, to your own platform. Correct. You but, still need all, all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. You still promote it with traditional social media and so on and so forth, but. There is so much monkey business happening with all these big media companies, tech companies. It's just, it's starting to get more and more out of hand. So being in, in your own world where you control it, you can do and say whatever you need to say. You can talk shit about Skitster radios if you'd like to without the wor- worries about big dirt and big tech coming to big dirt, man. squash you one day. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you can do whatever you need to do. It's just... And the thing with these tech companies too is you're, you're functioning under these rules, but you don't know what the rules are. So it's like you're playing a sport and you just keep, you just keep getting penalized. And you're like, okay, what, so, so what was the penalty there? What, what, why, you, what was the flag on the play? Oh, uh, it, it was just against the rules. Well, well, so okay. So then, what huh? are the rules? Well, we're, we're still working on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, you, you can you can find them you can find them over here, but but keep playing. And then you have another flag. You're like, what is what is going on right now? So yes, it's just made up. 
It's just, just totally made up. Correct. My only pushback, or just continued of the di- continuance of the dialogue, would be that private companies don't technically owe us anything. Yes, but the argument to that is these private companies have essentially become the town square. Yeah, they, they sure do get a lot of benefits of not being just yes. a private company. And so they came in and regulated radio and television back in the day because, whoa, this is becoming way too powerful. We need to place some regulations on it. Well, and that's to me, that sort of feels like where things are moving in some ways. Yeah. Be, and, and in the way that the internet is going to, before long, my opinion is that the internet is going to be considered um, public utility. Public utility. I don't know if the internet's going to be access to the internet. Yeah, it's access to the internet. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I, I just because like more and more, it's going to be well. Yeah, everybody just just have access to the internet, and then the stuff on the internet costs money. Yeah, which is kind of sort of how a lot of things are working. I, I, but it all hurts my brain. But it's like when you have the CEO of Twitter saying, it's not my, like, I'm not a big fan of the First Amendment. You're like, I think there's a problem with that. I, I think that's problematic. Well, I think those, uh-huh. those type of, of tech company CEOs where it's like, you don't live a regular person's life. <laughs> you have no concept of Zero. a regular people's life. It's like, is it all that in touch with reality? No, no not, that's not, not. That's not real people stuff. Not necessarily. Yeah, there, there was, there was, I, I love these memes there. People are so damn funny on the mm-hmm. internet. They had, it, it had all the celebrities not wearing masks at the Super Bowl, And then the, the meme was like, don't worry. The celebrities are saying they were wearing uh, invisible masks only available to the ultra rich. <laughs> so, so they were, they were abiding by the rules, but this is something just for well, the, the rules rich. are different for the ultra rich. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> or they're all holding their breath. Kind of healthy. <laughs> they, they get they get ultra high oxygenated air. So before they come in, they can just hold their breath oh, the whole time. God. Um, that's pretty sick. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can listen to the Build It podcast on the Build It app. Yeah, it's on it's on the App Store, either mm. the Apple App Store or the what Google Store. I don't know. I, must, I don't want to say everybody has an iPhone or they should get iPhones, but if you don't, what are you doing? This well, the statistics say more people are. Using iPhones and then, with the App Store. And then you talk to the people without iPhones and they have to tell you how much iPhones suck and how much better the sure. whatever phone they're using. You're like, yeah, you're, you're right. It is a much better phone if you're just comparing uh, the technology to the technology, but you're going to have a hard my time. My synergy's <laughs> off the chain. Well, but you're going to have a hard time saying that Apple sucks. It's just, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about that actually. I think they're doing just fine. Yeah, they don't really need anybody's opinion who doesn't like Apple. No, it's. Uh, were we were we talking about that? I mean, we've been talking about it from a marketing perspective, where it's like the there's going to be ten percent of folks who never buy from you, and there's going to be ten percent of folks who will always buy from you no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. And it's like don't you don't spend any time on the folks who say I would never buy from you. You spend a little bit of time on the people who say we'll always buy from you no matter what. You spend most of your time on the people who are lukewarm take it or leave it yeah and our target target audience i think it's who are the people that would never buy from dirt talk the people that tell us to go fuck ourselves on youtube comments oh yeah well we were laughing last week i think it was me and matt we were talking last week about how the there's some folks who respond to content you put out into the world i won't say it's on 
any specific platform saying like, yeah, every operator knows that. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, okay, great. This isn't just for you personally. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like this, this is also meant to like cover a lot of bases. Well, and and you just have to think how just it's, it's a very small minded perspective Mm -hmm. because they're commenting that to prove how smart they are. But and to it's me, just a pure ego play. Like, well, of yeah. course, you fucking idiot. Like, you're, you're talking down to somebody else. And then you're also saying, like, well, of course I knew that. But then you, you also look at all the other comments of all the other people yeah. saying, thanks for explaining it. I learned something new today. Doesn't that make the dirt world better? I, we, we got a comment yesterday. So, fortunately, Matt caught this exchange on video. <laughs> I was, uh, in, so in Florida, it's wet. Oh my God. I legitimately howled when I watched this video. Well, so, so you build subdivisions and you have all this water that needs to go somewhere. So you don't just dig retention ponds because there's just so much water. You essentially just dig lakes, but to dig the lake, to get it below or to get it to the elevation it needs to be, you have to dewater all of it. And so if you turn the pumps off, the whole thing's going to be full of water pretty damn quick. Mm -hmm. So they dewater it. Uh, but they still can't get it to a point that can tolerate equipment on it all that well. Yeah, it's still muck. It's still pretty squishy. So they'll take their, and this is at least how Hughes Brothers does it. I haven't seen a whole lot of Central Florida Earth moving other than Hughes Brothers, but I've been on a lot of their projects. They, they top load their trucks because you can't, in theory, if you want it to be efficient, you'd run your truck below your excavator. Your bench height would be equal to your, your, the length of your stick. So you'd be blowing and going, loading at a 45. That's textbook, how to load a truck quickly. Um, but they, they load at the same level and, and swing over the, the bed of the truck because if they ran the truck below the excavator, they would just sink mm-hmm. without, a, without a doubt. So we were, but, but a lot of times the best photos are from down below the loading tool. So, of course, I'm going to go down into the muck, but there were some bulldozer tracks down there. And so I was following the bulldozer tracks because, okay, if a bulldozer was on that, it's probably good to go. Jake Pico was behind me. He strayed from the bulldozer tracks and got buried in mud pretty quick, like up to his knees. And it happens quick. You know, one minute it's, it's sturdy. Next minute, you're up to your knees in mud. And then mud, anybody that's had their feet stuck in mud, you know, just pull them out and dust them off real quick. Sometimes you get sucked in there and you can't. You're stuck. You can't. You, you might lose your damn boot. That, that's a real <laughs> bad day. Uh, so he gets stuck. He kind of falls over. I'm sitting on my um, sturdy ground laughing at him, pointing. Servant leadership, everybody. Servant leadership. And so so great video put on the internet. A lot of the comments were, you know, you, you get these guys it's like, oh, that's probably the dirtiest they've ever been. and. I, I understand the sentiment. We don't work. We, we are not blue collar people. I am not an operator. I'm not a contractor. I, I've worked in the industry for five different companies, but for a brief amount of time, everything considered, I'm young, I'm 26 years old, going on 27 next week. Um, I don't work in the industry. Anybody in our, in our, in our company doesn't work in the industry. Uh, and yet we're trying to help the industry out because the current state of affairs isn't 
as productive as it probably should be from a uh, labor force perspective. Talk mm-hmm. to any construction company, they're struggling to find labor. And so if we were a contractor, we wouldn't be able to address that problem nearly as effectively. Or maybe we could address it for us, but we couldn't address it for the industry because we compete with everybody. So we need to be a third party to serve the dirt world. And we serve the dirt world. And we recognize we're not the dirt world. But it's so small-minded to think that, okay, if you don't work with a shovel every day or sit in a seat of a machine every day, that you should go fuck yourself and you have no business being here. Uh, what, so what about all the people in the office doing payroll? Oh yeah, are, are those worthless individuals? What about all the people writing the checks for these projects in the first place? They're not in the industry. They don't necessarily work every day. They're pretty foundational. All the engineers at their computers. Oh, okay. So you can just go build a road by eye? Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What about all the people that fabricate the equipment? Hmm. Programming robots and shit now, nowadays. Designing equipment. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's such a, it's such flawed logic. It's such, and I would get it. I would be telling myself to go fuck myself too. Telling me to go fuck myself too. If I was doing what I initially did, acting like Mr. Expert, acting like I know everything. But I frequently acknowledge that I don't know everything and I am not the dirt world, but I am just here to be a steward of the dirt world in whatever way I can be. And yet I'm still told to, mm-hmm. to get the hell out of here. Okay. Oh, well, so you're going to solve your own labor problem? Huh. Yeah, go ahead. Like, and it's probably some dude that's terribly overworked because the company works for can't hire the right amount of people. I'm tr- we're trying to help you out, man. We're trying to get you stuff you need to, to get the crews and, and labor you need and the operators you need. And we're trying to get, you know, if, if your company is, is more profitable and more successful, then you have more opportunities for advancement. You have more opportunities for wage growth. You have more opportunities to just have a good time at work. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Yep. Well, the irony is that didn't Jake used to work in construction? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so even after all of that, it's like, okay, well, just a heads up, he, the guy who got stuck used to work in construction, but maybe you should have known better. Or was it sort of just like, you guys are out there getting shots and he's like, all of a sudden I'm in waist deep mud. It's just, I don't get it. It just happens. Or, you know, you, you, like, you don't even run equipment. Fuck you. I buy skid steer. No, I'm I'm running equipment. Well, that's just that's just a toy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a toy. Fuck you. Okay, all right, good. I'm just gonna keep buying more and more and more equipment. And, and what are you gonna say? Well, oh, now you have a bunch of toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not, well, dude. I'm like, <laughs> so I can't have a skister because I love equipment and want to be able to run a machine, but can impact the industry in a different way over here. Not running equipment every day. Fuck. So maybe the, maybe the solution is to uh, hire people who are full-time field guys in the dirt world, but they can't leave their current job, but they have to work for us full-time too. Yeah. And then um, they have to learn from the ground up how to do anything that we do here. And maybe that'll make those people happy. Uh, They're never going to be happy. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That's that's the solution. So yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't spend very much of my time trying to make those people happy, it's fair. but it is a, still a, unfortunately a widespread mentality and it's a, it's just, everybody has this very, 
not everybody, a lot of people in the industry have a very finite perspective. They think it's a finite world. They must compete with whatever's right in front of them and they have to kill what they eat. And everybody else is a dickhead competitor and screw those guys, even though they're perfectly good guys, but screw them, you know, they're, and, and, and so caught up in what the other guy's doing and can you believe they're building it this way or that way or whatever it is. And, uh, it's just like, Hey, well, how about we all just, I don't know, try to help each other out because we're all in this together. And currently our industry is getting its ass handed to it, uh, by, um, colleges, by Walmart and Amazon, by these big tech companies. We're getting beat up from all different angles outside of the industry. How about we come together and focus on building each other up and helping each other out and telling stories and not competing with one another so that we can more effectively compete with the outside world so that we can all be more profitable so that we can solve this labor problem so that we can build more effectively and sustainably. That sounds pretty good to me. I mean, maybe that's not possible, but I don't see why it wouldn't be possible. Well, it's a pretty good target. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like we are our mission of make the dirt world a better place um, is set up in a way that there's not a promised land. We talk about this a lot where it's like, yes, it's better. We did it. Yeah. It's, we are, we set these targets. Like, here's what we can work on. Here's what we feel like we can do. Here's the impact that we think we can have. And so we, we aim at those things. And so like, just like you're saying, you, you listed off all those things that we feel like we can play a part in, mm-hmm. but it's because those sorts of things align with the skills and um, just like abilities that like our team has, you know, we're not like in addition to uh, telling better stories, helping companies in the dirt world tell their story, we're also going to be the best excavation company in the world. And maybe build an excavation and grading might end up being the best well, in the world. Well, it's, it is the best in the world. Okay. So that, that we'll have to spin that off, you know, become too profitable. Um, yes. But. And too competitive. <laughs> yeah. It's too competitive. Um, but what I'm saying is we're, we continue to focus on things that like we know that we can do well. And the and can aim towards the impact we want to have, mm-hmm. and that that kind of impact doesn't get in the way of any of the companies we either have as partners or companies that we just happen to see. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's like where I just I get a little fired up with the whole um, people who like try to talk down to just like stuff we put in the world. Like, well that that doesn't that doesn't always apply everywhere, or um, that's not how I would do it. It's like okay. Yeah, you're right. No, but like we're we get it. Cool. We're not a dirt contractor, so well, we have to talk about it differently. And like, have you recognized that there's a hundred different ways to do this exact same thing, and all of them are technically correct? Well, yeah. If you took every single state and um, took like the style of uh, just heavy civil in general, all the pieces that go into that, and every state, if you just rotated everybody's workforce to the next state over, like everything falls apart it because be it's a, so different. It'd be a total mess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd have contractors trying to put 390s down in Florida and getting them stuck left and right. And Why'd this get stuck? It works where I'm from. Yeah. yeah there you go. Like, wait a minute. What? Why is there water in that hole? What the? I didn't even I didn't know. I put water in there. I didn't know groundwater was a thing. 
because Arizona, pretty dry. Put your pipe wherever you need to put it. You can take that. You can take that out of context if you'd like it to. But no, we had like, you know, a thirty foot deep trench doing massive RCP. You don't have to worry about groundwater. There is no groundwater whatsoever. And it's funny, people. Whenever I show Arizona. Uh, whenever they're digging for pipe in Arizona, there's always somebody there with a hose and water spraying because it's very uh, dusty. Well, they're very particular about dust. You cannot have any dust. You have somebody there with a water truck and a hose spraying when the excavator is digging nonstop. And people are like, well, why would you put, why would you add water to the material? Well, because there's no water in it. That's it. But that's just where they're at. That's ridiculous. Why would you put water in material? We're trying to get the water out of it, for God's sakes. It needs to be more dry. This is ridiculous. Well, yeah, it's like we've, we've got companies that we talk to who, um, whether they're partners or whether they're just somebody has been on the podcast, where like a big part of their business is digging basements. It's like, guess what you can't do in the state of Tennessee? Dig a basement. And some houses have basements. But yeah. it's not like an industry. No. And so uh, to me, like that's been like an, a really fascinating thing to learn and also see uh, folks who've been, you know, in their state or whatever for a long time, who refuse to have any perspective, which is like things are different. That's totally fine. It works awesome for you where you are. Well, you know what? I don't get with the basements. So in Utah, they they every just about every house has a basement, mm-hmm. but they sell the house with an unfinished basement. So they basically put a concrete box in the ground mm-hmm. there's your basement and just build a house on top and of do it and your window wells or whatever yeah. light wells whatever they're called and then you put your finished house on top of it and so you have a basement but they don't build out the basement you have to pay extra for them to build out the basement like that's that's an ohio thing too just because that's how what, life is there what's the <laughs> what's the point of that or they don't even and the garages too they don't even paint the interior of the garage so it's just like unfinished drywall a lot of times in these garages. And it'll be someone living in the house. Like you bought a house with a, an unfinished garage. Like they put the drywall up and they, they taped it and did all that, but they just didn't paint it. <laughs> That's like buying the, the, the cars without the parts in it. Like they're selling some cars without part, certain parts in it because they just can't find parts, mm-hmm. but they're still trying to sell cars. Yeah, that's strange. Uh, my wife and I looked at a house recently that had um, a basement actually here in Tennessee. It's, it's a walkout because they kind of have to be. But there's um, like this whole section that is really just crawl space that's like covered with tarp or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's clean or whatever. But it's like, well, maybe, we, you know, maybe this house works for us and we could build it out. It's like, you can't, can't pull a truck into the basement of this house that has a single wide door and get rid of all this dirt. Like this, this is not how like this works. And so um, to me, that makes think of the same thing. It's like, once you put the house on top of it, pretty limited on what you can do. I, I don't get it, but anyway, fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple questions for the dirt talk podcast. Great. All right. Question. What's the toughest thing about being a young entrepreneur in an older industry? Um, that's a great question. So early on, I had to struggle. I struggled with you when you're young and hungry and foolish and you just, you just 
run around like a bull in a fucking china shop. Mm-hmm. And I made the mistake of like, hey, you guys are doing this all wrong. I know how to do it. And it didn't go very well. And I've talked a lot about that. Yeah. But you're just, it's a very old school industry. And I've had to recognize that it's not just going to change overnight. It's going to be incremental, slow, but steady change to get to where we need to be. Mm -hmm. And so me being this young buck, I've had to take a step back, check my ego, as Jocko says, and recognize that, hey, I saying these people are doing it wrong is not the approach. And I need to unify everybody rather than prove I'm right. Because, okay, I could prove I'm right, but I'm just going to do it by yelling and screaming and no one's going to be on my team. And then I'm not actually going to be able to make the dirt world a better place. But if I am a little bit more patient, if I'm a little bit more thoughtful, if I'm a little bit more caring and empathetic, if um, I um, you know, form these relationships over time, I'll be able to do things that there's just no way I would be able to do otherwise. Yeah. So I've, I've had to, I've had to get a lot more thoughtful and patient. I think I've seen that in real time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I have really had to dial it back, especially like past year or so. Mm -hmm. And we're not like, we're still moving really fast, but it's in a different way. And my messaging is a lot different. Like the other day we were putting something together. Um, and it was, it was along the lines, and this has been our messaging for a while, but it was along the lines of, Hey, what you're doing isn't working. You're doing it wrong. And if I'm a construction company owner, sure, I have this labor problem and sure I'm starting to sweat bullets a little bit because mm-hmm. it's getting worse and worse and worse. And I don't necessarily have any kind of solution right in front of me. But at the same time, I've been in business for 40 years. I employ a lot of people. My balance sheet's enormous. I just made the most revenue I've ever made last year. So I'm also not going to respond very well to some kid in his 20s saying, I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I doing it wrong? Mm, I don't. Like, do you want to compare balance sheets? Yeah. I, I, and, and it's not even an ego thing. It's just like a, you're just not going to respond if someone, say, if, if someone comes up and, Alex, you're doing it wrong. Like what? What does that do? Well, you immediately go into your little defense mode, your, your shell. You're like, well, fuck you. Who, yeah. the, who the hell are you? But if I come in and say, hey, Alex, I saw you were doing it this way. I saw this is what's, explain to me why, why you're doing it this way. And then we, we have a conversation about it. I said, well, I just, you know, I, I, I was just at, um, you know, I saw this three different ways the other day. And so, it was actually pretty interesting how they were doing it. Have you thought about doing it that way? And you said, no, I haven't. And then you start to move in that direction because it's on your own accord rather mm-hmm. than me telling you you're wrong and you should follow me rather than do what you've been doing very successfully yeah. for decades. So it's something like that that I've just been realizing like, oof, my logic has been a little flawed and the more we can adjust it, I think the more success we'll have in helping the industry change. Because the it's like, it's not to say the industry has its problems and it needs to change very quickly sure. or else it's going to be screwed. There's definitely that, but there's also limits to that approach. Mm-hmm. And I'm a lot better off just earning trust, being patient, helping wherever I can and 
moving things in a much more steady manner than trying to kick and scream. Yeah. Well, I think that approach um, certainly comes with, I'm going to use this word and there's some connotation that's not going to be, or that could be read into it that I don't mean it. I think that kind of adapted approach comes with maturity. And I mean that both from like a business standpoint, and I guess you too, but I, I mean it more of a, we were this really, really small business being like, we got big stuff to talk about. Yeah. We want to do these things. But we've had to grow up a little bit and realize like, maybe that's not the s- solution for how we want to get where we want to go. Mm-hmm. And to me, like that, that comes with uh, failure, inversions of failure. Well, and people are just, I'm, I'm much more influenced by people actually doing things. So the approach has been, well, let's not, sure, we need to talk and hit on these points and, and argue against certain things like, are you looking for a career rather than just a job? Certain things that don't necessarily make a lot of sense. Yeah. But also, I'm just more interested in, let's go build a massive business that is so stupidly successful that no one can say, well, you don't know what you're doing. Like, well, I mean, you're right. I don't know what I'm doing, but we've also been able to do this. So there is some merit to what we have going and people are just more willing to listen to, I mean, like for the first time ever, we're having consistent conversations with contractors that have less people than we do at our company. Which is wild. (laughs) And, And so when you start to get into that position, you just have more credibility, more authority, and you can start wielding it in different ways as well. But you have to be patient to get to that point yeah. in the first place. So you're saying patience is a virtue? hmm Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and I can read a lot, and I can listen to podcasts, and I can talk to smart people, but then there's also, I also just need to go gather data at the, at the same time. Yep. Well, and, and like you have uh, spoken to a couple times, the last two months, you've uh, been spending a lot of time data gathering, a lot of time on the road, seeing a lot of different stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can, and, and, and I was talking to my brother about this the other day. I'm like, well, he's thinking of going to this different career and he's in a, he's in a, a marketplace where there is some of that career there. But I was telling him, I was like, dude, you, you want to try to compress things as much as you can, because it's not about being impatient, but you can be smarter about it and you can be, you can accelerate things a little bit more. So, and, and it's uh, like luxury cars. So he's in Denver, but I was saying, I was like, Hey, you, you're probably better off in somewhere like LA or Miami where there's a lot of a big, big market, a big market for or this. Weirdly Nashville. <laughs> yeah. A lot of luxury yeah, vehicles like, around here. Yeah. But I'll drive around here and then I'll go to Scottsdale. Well, it's yeah. just like, okay, this is a different, it's just <laughs> different because it's not that people don't have the money here. It's that you have the cold, you have rougher roads. There's salt sometimes. Well, people here would rather spend $150,000 on a pickup truck. That's mm-hmm. also kind of the cultural thing yes. too. Yeah. And, but, but the point of it was you can go, compre- you can go do in five years, uh, in five Denver years, maybe uh, what you could do in two Scottsdale years yeah. because you just, you're interacting with more customers there's more dealers turning out more cars. And, and so you're, you're just experiencing more in the same time frame, And that's mm-hmm. exactly what I've done over the past three years is how do I compress? And that's, what I, that's why I worked for five companies in college. How do I compress as much experience as I can into these four years? 
so that I am as far ahead as I can be when I graduate college at 22 years old. And I did that pretty effectively. Yeah. And then with BuildWit, I don't travel by accident. It's the more I can travel, the more people I meet, the more job sites I can see, the more I can learn about the industry, the more I can talk about industry problems, the greater my worldview becomes. I can take that greater worldview, inject it into the business here or there, guide the business and go build a business that is hopefully successful. Well, I mean, the, the, like we've also talked about before, the cost of that is no, nowhere near compared to like the, the value you're getting out of it, the, the company's getting out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And in, in the whole hopping around thing, when I was in college, it was strategic. It was, I am, I am going to go to a different company every year so I can learn completely different things because of the path I wanted to go on. Mm -hmm. I wasn't jumping around, okay, um, two months, the grass isn't very green here. Let's go to another pasture. It wasn't like that. It was mm -hmm. somewhat of a strategy. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for digging into that a little bit. Um, I think that's probably a Dirt Talk Monday podcast, man. We're in okay. a good spot. Okay. Well, if that's a, if that's a podcast, we will wrap it up. Um, to everybody new listening, thanks for coming and stopping by, man. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We're really excited to have you. Uh, the, our listeners, it's really picked up lately. and. Whether you like it or hate it, we're just happy you're here mm -hmm. because we haven't had very many people listen. Welcome home. Oh, if you've listened before. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Vomit. Jesus. Oh, man. Um, thanks for listening. If you can rate us, that'd be awesome. Uh, you can listen to us now on the Build It app. Yep. Download it. Yes. Build It app. Photo or audio, video. You can also see all of the leaders' content on there. Mm -hmm. So you can... Someone wrote me the other day. Hey, man, I, I'm... I'm my, my, my guys, I, I need them to, to step up and lead more, but they just, I don't have the tools to help them learn how to lead more. And I sat there and said, oh, have you checked out the Jocko tracks on the Build It app? No, I'm going to go check those out. Pretty good place to start. That's exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yes, that, that's it right there. Mm -hmm. Go there. And we're, we're like next week, we're having Dave Turin into Nashville to talk, to, to, to film more leaders content. We're still going full born leaders. We're developing training. so. Go to the BuildWit app. Just search BuildWit on the App Store. You can find it. Download it. If you have feedback for us, let us know. We're trying to improve it every single week. I mean, every little bit of feedback we can get our hands on is remarkably yep. valuable. So if, it, if, if you like it, great. If something sucks about it, something's really annoying, tell us because we can actually do something about that. We can actually make it better for you. Yep. We want to make it whatever you need it to be. So check that out. Send in your questions or comments to dirttalkabilla.com if you have any. We love questions. We Send love, them in. love questions and we love conversating with everybody that listens. Um, and with that, we'll see you in the next episode. Stay dirty, everybody.